0: Thank you for tuning in to our Restoration Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the message and share it out with your friends on social media. Can't wait for you to listen in next week.
1: But this morning, we're kicking off a new series of talks for the next three weeks, and it's entitled, Thank You, Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, Thank you, Jesus. We all have something to be thankful for this morning, don't we? Amen. So this morning, our series text is found In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, if you have your Bible, say amen and open those bad boys up because we're going to get into the word this morning. And and, uh, so you're welcome because I'm going to help you get one thing off your list of things to do this morning. We're going to pray. We we already worshiped, but now we're going to pray and we're going to read our word. Amen. Someone say amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. You awake this morning. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. It says this, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. You hear that this morning? It says that we are to be rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith, not by what's in front of us, not by our sight, but in faith. And, and listen to this, and overflowing, say it with me, overflowing, overflowing with thankfulness. And I want to ask us this morning, have you ever had an obvious thank you, Jesus moment? Like there's the but God moments in our life, and you've heard us talk about those and preach those down. Those are, the, those are some of the best moments, of the but God, right? But then there's the thank you, Jesus moments. Come on, somebody, anybody ever had a thank you, Jesus moment? Come on, there's so many reasons this morning that we are to be thankful and grateful for all that God has done in our life. And this morning, a perfect example of a thank you Jesus moment, if you're anything like me and you wait till the last minute to put gas in your car, your your palms begin to sweat on that steering wheel as you're looking at how far the next gas station is and you're like, Lord, as you did it for the fish and the loaves, God, would you do it again and multiply this gas? Anyone ever been there? Anyone ever been there and done that this morning? And then it's an obvious thank you, Jesus moment as you get to Chevron and you pull in and there's an empty spot and and you you get there and you put gas and you made it. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's say it together. Thank you, Jesus. Give God a, a shout of praise this morning, church, a hand clap. Lord, we thank you for every obvious moment that we have the opportunity to bring you thanks. And we pray that this morning, God, would be the beginning of something new in our hearts, that we would cultivate an attitude of gratitude and a heart of thanksgiving, God even in moments of difficulty, whatever we've came in with, Father, we know that every situation is different, but we know that you're in control. So it doesn't matter what it is that we face because we know that you're our source of strength. You're our peace. You're our joy. You're our rock, our refuge, Lord. And so this morning, may we find gratitude in our hearts, God, and, and thankfulness. In Jesus' mighty name, in the church of God, said this morning, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be a good morning. It's already a good morning. We are blessed and highly favored, amen. But some of us are jacked up. That's why we're all here in community with one another, amen. Some of us are broke, busted, and disgusted on the inside, but we look good on the outside. But this morning... I believe that God's going to do something in our lives. Would you say amen? amen? I believe that. There's so many obvious thank you Jesus moments. Look around us this morning. We're in community with beautiful, awesome, amazing individuals who love the Lord. And my Bible says that iron sharpens iron. So we could rub on anybody up in here and get sharpened up in our faith. Amen. And this morning... You know, as I mentioned, there's the obvious thank you Jesus moments, but I think that oftentimes, if we're being honest, we miss them. And I believe it's an indication that what was once um, exciting and what was once new, as it becomes, quote-unquote, ordinary, it becomes, uh, quote-unquote, familiar, we begin to take things for granted rather than with gratitude. Would you say amen? Amen. Uh, Am I talking to anybody this morning that... You know, maybe that there was a friend you used to be excited about hanging with, and it was always fun and chipper, and like, I can't wait to go have lunch with so-and-so. And And then now it's like, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to lunch with so-and-so. Take it for granted. Like, we miss our moment to give thanks for the individuals that God's placed in our lives, right? Or is it just me? Because I'm keeping it real this morning. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to lunch with this person. And, uh, you know. God God began to work on me as I began to prepare this sermon. And uh, if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my sermon is Don't Forget the Thank You. And I believe it's an indication for us as believers that we need to remind ourselves that we are to mind our manners. Turn to your neighbor and say, Mind your manners. (laughs) Most importantly, tell yourself, Mind your manners. Have any of you, as a child, asked of something, received what it was that you've asked of, and then just ran off with the blessing? Okay, I guess it's just me. As a kid, I, I remember my uncle Alex. My uncle Alex was like the cool uncle. My my dad had uh, with himself. He had there was a total of ten siblings. And my family, being a Hispanic family, we're tight-knit. We get together for everything for no reason. It's Sunday. We're going to have a party at Grandma's house. So there we were. And so my Uncle Alex, every time the ice cream truck would come, he would grab all his nephews. And it was his way of saying, I appreciate you. I love you. Let me bless you. And he would give us all a dollar or two to get whatever it was that we wanted. But how many of us know that as kids... You're thinking of the blessing and not the blesser. Come on. And so, of course, you know, I'm, I'm right there, like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna get us. There was an the ice cream, I don't know if they still sell them, but they were called a snowstorm. And the snowstorm was $1.25. It wasn't a dollar, it wasn't 75 cents. So I was like, hey, can I have a dollar Because I want a snowstorm. And so my uncle Alex is like, okay, wait, wait till everyone else goes. And so everyone else is going. You know, everyone everyone heads out and he gives me the dollar twenty-five and I get my snowstorm and I'm like, Can you open it? And he's opening it. And then as soon as that thing opened, I was gone like dash from the Incredibles. I was just gone. And my dad's like, Hey, ah my dad said, Hey, mind your manners. You forgot to say? I think in life. Oftentimes, we miss our opportunity to stop and give thanks. Would anybody agree? Any other human beings in here that make mistakes and forget? We're walking around blessed as children of God, blessed and highly favored, walking through storms and trials, but we're blessed and highly favored. Would you say amen? And we forget that, that very thing right there that even though we're walking through something difficult, who's by our side the whole time? I believe our focus needs to be refocused this morning and and not focused in on what we lack, but what we have. Just the fact that you and I are in community this morning. Come on. The fact that we have breath in our lungs. The fact that I could feel the ground as I walk. The fact that, hey, my clothes barely fit, but I got clothes. Praise God, somebody. Come on. We got a reason to be thankful. Can we be honest this morning? Yeah. Sometimes I look in that mirror and I struggle I'm like, well, it's it's nobody's fault but myself. Praise God. I could get through this. I got myself here. I could get through it. Come on. Don't victimize yourself this morning. We all make this mistake of missing our opportunity just to give up just a moment of, Father, I thank you this morning. That though my child is acting wild, Lord. They are a blessing, and I'm learning to lead them according to your ways as you teach me. Come on, raise up a child in the ways of the Lord, not in my flesh. I shouldn't respond to them out of my flesh, but, Lord, I should come, with, come to them and rebuke them in your truth. You know? So this morning, if you're taking notes, the title of this sermon is Don't Forget the Thank You. And our, and our passage of Scripture is found in Luke. And I was geeking out on Luke. I learned a couple things about Luke. We know that Luke if you didn't know Luke was a doctor, and I was reading this like chapter overview of Luke, and uh, some scholars believe um, that Luke was actually like mind blown by the, the by the miracles that Jesus would do because he was a doctor, and he understood the condi- the conditions of individuals and their ailments and and so Luke's writing these, these letters and, and, and taking reports of, uh, and accounts of these healings. And he's getting wigged out on it like, man, this is crazy. Like, God's, like, Jesus, you're awesome. You're performing miracles. And so I started geeking out over that just off topic. But it, I, I encourage you to do some studies in Luke if you, if you want to get a little mind blown about the, the miracles that Jesus performs. They're, they're amazing. And so Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19 Very familiar passage of scripture, and I really didn't want to preach this passage, but the Lord had other plans, and every time I would try to change it, he was like, no, this is the one. This is the one. So here we go. You guys ready to dive into the word this morning? That was weak. He said, are you guys ready to dive into the word this morning? Come on. There we go. Restoration life. Here we go. Luke 17, verse 11 through 19, it says this. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? This is the danger in this. This is is the moment that I want us to grasp right here because this is the moment that oftentimes we miss. He says this, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. In that statement, your, your faith has made you well, it, it was not just an indication that God had made him well physically, but he walked away physically healed and forgiven. He was made whole and complete. See, this morning, I I think it's so important that we realize that oftentimes we reflect the other nine and not the one. I think we miss our moment sometimes. Would you agree? We miss our moment and we run off with the blessing, the healing, the miracle, whatever it may be, but we don't stop to reflect and take a moment to just shout out a praise to God and with a heart of gratitude and thankfulness and say, Lord, thank you. The Bible says that he came with a loud voice and we can't even come with whispers at times. And I know that this isn't going to be so popular in a couple moments because you're going to realize that how jacked up we truly are on the inside at times. But the beauty of it is that's what church is for because we're all messed up in some ways. But God, amen. So we have moments to say thank you, Jesus, as God begins to reveal those things in our hearts. And so, you know, it, it says that as Jesus was traveling towards Jerusalem, he comes across the 10 men with leprosy. And for those of you who don't know, leprosy was a really bad skin condition, a disease uh, that symptoms ranged from sores and patches to people losing fingers and toes and limbs. And, and so that's, that's what these gentlemen were approaching Jesus with, this kind of condition. And these people, uh, according to the law, those with leprosy were quarantined. That's a trigger word right there for some of us as, as we just came out of this pandemic, right? Quarantined from community and they lived as outcasts. They couldn't interact with others and they had to alert anyone who was approaching them. And so Jesus, after, after talking with them, he instructed them to show themselves to the priest. He had not healed them before telling them to go. See, they followed Jesus' instructions and as they went, the Bible says they were healed. See, we don't know how far that they went before Jesus healed, me, uh, healed him or them, But only one of the 10 who happened to be the Samaritan, the foreigner, he returned to Jesus as the healed leopard. The Bible says that he was worshiping God with his loud voice and he reached Jesus and he throws himself at his feet. Isn't that an indication that this man was so appreciative, so thankful, a heart filled with gratitude? Wouldn't you agree? And so he reaches Jesus and he throws himself at his feet. And, And what I want you to understand is the other the other nine didn't find themselves in the presence of Jesus again. And I want you to realize this morning and write this down that a thankful heart brings us close to God. It's a thankful heart that brings us close to God. See, maybe the other nine lepers wanted the miracle so they could finally be accepted by their society again maybe they wanted that that status change but the tenth leper found something more valuable and sadly here's the thing guys a lot of preachers will get up here and say that god will change your status god god will change who you are and where you're at in your life. And yeah, he can, he has the ability to, but I believe that God will also use your struggle and your current situation, come on, to bring forth his glory, to be a testimony for someone else's struggle. Come on. We can't be in it for the status change. We can't be in it simply for the status change. See, a thankful heart brings us close to God. Psalms 9 1, it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And I believe that one of the ways that we could cultivate and express gratefulness in our hearts this morning to the Lord is through intentional thanksgiving. By being intentional, does anybody have a routine and that they're very intentional about? You get up every day and you have your routine. Well, one of the intentional things you could do is before doing anything, stop and give God thanks. Just thank you, Lord, for another day of life. I don't know what today holds, God, but I'm thankful to be a part of it. Cultivating a heart of gratitude takes discipline, it takes intentionality. And, and one of the things, I mean, I'm going to be real practical with you this morning. One of the things that we can do, if, if you have a hard time speaking out and you really got to think about it, I would encourage you to get a gratitude journal. Anybody journal in here? 930 had some journalers. Oh, yeah, here too. Journaling is a great tool, by the way, if you, if you find yourself feeling down and out and, and, and you're really bummed out. I, I used to journal all the time. Because you'll realize as you journal how often your emotions and your outlook on things change. And you could go and you could reflect and you could measure growth as God begins to work on you. So I encourage you, if you're finding finding it hard to be thankful this morning, start writing things down that you're thankful for. Second thing you could do is you could set some time aside with God exclusively devoted to thanksgiving and praise. It's a great thing to do it's a great way to start your morning the third is when some of us the only time we pray is when we bless our food we ask the Lord to bless our food but go beyond that and, and Lord I thank you for those I'm breaking bread with come on they're a blessing in our lives you have reasons to be thankful this morning another way that we could develop an attitude of gratitude and cultivate it is through spontaneous thanksgiving See, I believe that this was actually the response from the one leper. I believe that it was in his heart already. It, 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 it was in a moment where he felt the urge like, nope, I got to do this first. I got to go back and give God thanks. See, I I love to, to when I'm in traffic, instead of wasting time sitting there thinking about, what was me, I'm stuck in traffic, that's a moment where I could spontaneously now begin to devote to the Lord and give him thanks. Lord, I thank you that even though I'm in this traffic and it sucks, God, I have a car with air conditioning, come on, or even if the air conditioner don't work, I'm not on the bus, or even if I'm on the bus, God, I'm not walking, or even if I'm walking, God, thank you for my legs and feet. Are you seeing what I'm, what I'm saying here? You have reason to be thankful. See, I think that if we look around us this morning here in, in the sanctuary, we look all around us, it's, it's, this room is full of, of examples and reasons as to why we could be thankful. There's little joys, there's blessings. There's people in our lives that have helped us through tough times, people who have made impact in our lives, they're in community with us this morning. And we miss the moments to stop and let them know that, hey, brother, thank you, man. I just thank you for being here. You're a blessing. Love you, man. Let me know if I could be here for you. Let me know if I could pray for you. We miss the moment at times. Would you say that that would be true? It's, it's true. All the time we miss moments. And, and this, this morning, un, here's what ungratefulness would say. I want us to realize this. That ungratefulness says, I deserve this. Anybody have a I deserve this mentality at times? Like, I worked for this. I built this. I did this, therefore I deserve this. I, I think that's a self-righteous attitude, amen. It's gonna get quiet in the next few seconds as you'll see why y'all, y'all need to allow the Lord to work on you right now if this is you. And, and if you don't like this sermon this morning, Pastor Eddie will be back next week, so <laughs> praise God but I'll be back the week after. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 17, it says this, that you may say to yourself, my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. See, ungratefulness occurs when we think that we deserve the help or the blessing, or we think that it is someone's duty or responsibility to make our lives happy. How easy it is. It is for us to forget that everything in life that we have have touched or seen or heard has been a blessing from the Lord. Everything. We forget, though, at times to just appreciate and give thanks for what's around us, for what we get to experience. See, the second thing that ungratefulness says is, it says, I did this. And I believe that that's forgetfulness at its best right there. The fact that you think that you could do something bigger than what God's already done. Am I talking to anyone this morning? It should sting a little bit because the reality is, is we've all done this. See, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he. Someone say, "It it is he. It is not me, it is he. Who gives us the ability to produce wealth? Wives, this is a good spot for you to nudge your husband because he's always like, I did this, I built this, I paid for this. But God gave you the ability to provide for me, bro. That's <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on, man. Listen, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been on that, that end of the stick too, and it's embarrassing, but. You know, as men, we get, we get in our heads sometimes and we think we're bigger than we really are. But thank God for his word that convicts us and rebukes us and edifies us. Come on, because that's what it's about this morning. Anybody excited to get edified a little bit this morning so we could walk out different and not the same jacked up, messed up in our heads, self-righteous and entitled? Come on, that's nonsense. That's not who we are. We fail to give God honor or even individuals in our life honor when it is due see the 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 fourth thing that ungratefulness says is that this is not enough i want more that's dangerous i believe that that's attached to other things you that's another sermon i'm not going to get off topic cuz that but that's attached to other things like greed like envy like idolatry to luxurious things. This is vans aren't good enough anymore. I need to get something that's designer. And I've seen people fall victim to that and be broke and not have enough for the bills because they fall into this idolatry of having to look good and have the best things and it's easy to fall into that when no one stops to check you. And and help you smell the roses and realize, like, hey, let's get back to reality. See, discontentment is a dangerous thing to, to have as a character trait. See, when one has a discontented heart, gratefulness is the is absent. When one has a discontented heart, gratefulness is absent. And no matter how much they receive, it would always be short, and therefore there'd be no reason to say thank you. But a contended heart will always say thank you no matter how little they receive from others. Just the fact that they see the, the heart of the individual trying to bring something as a blessing to another would be more than enough. Come on. This morning, but I want, I want us to see what, what a heart of gratitude looks like. It, it would say that gratefulness prioritizes the giver rather than the gift. See, when the Samaritan he learned that he was cleansed he delayed his visit to the priest and what we have to understand this morning is that it was a custom it was customary that a person who was healed from a skin disease he was to present himself to the priest for clearance to get back into community he was to present himself for clearance and to do the rituals before he can go back to community see for someone who had been sick from for some time and an outcast in the community, it would have been easier for this man to go with the other nine and experience being healed rather than to stop and say, I'm not gonna be with the nine. I'm gonna be the one that goes back to say thank you. See, there's a significant thing that happens when we say thank you. It brings us back into the presence of the giver. It says, I value the giver more than the gift. And this morning, if you want to find yourself in the presence of God, you have to have an attitude that will come before the Lord with praise and thanksgiving before you even ask. Before you even ask of something, we should always have in our heart gratefulness and thanks and praise before we go ahead and ask. Would you say amen? Amen. Is this helping anyone this morning? See, gratefulness glorifies God, the giver. When we thank God, we testify to his goodness and his loving kindness. Some of you are like, what's loving kindness? Because that's how long it's been since we've been able to show that. We give him the credit and honor for the benefits that we get to enjoy here. We are encouraging people to turn to God and trust him for their needs and their, de- and their desires. See, every time that we give the credit to God for any blessings, good experiences, or whatever it is, we actually are witnessing for the Lord through that situation. The minute that you're walking through a struggle or a blessing and you stop to give God thanks publicly for those who are involved in your situation, the minute where your struggle becomes a moment of praise, you're testifying to the Lord's goodness and his faithfulness. Uh, His faithfulness, because the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the thing I want you to realize this morning is that we have a reason to be thankful, and that is because God has always been and always will be faithful. Would you say amen? amen? We have a reason this morning to be thankful. Gratefulness results to greater blessing from God. After the Samaritan expressed his Gratefulness to God, Jesus declared that His faith has made him well. See the other nine guys; they were they were cleansed physically, but the Samaritan was also cleansed spiritually. He left healed of what it is that he was dealing with the illness, but he left cleansed spiritually. See the fourth thing that gratefulness demonstrates is that gratefulness, when you have a heart that's grateful, it actually shows your faith in God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And when we thank God Not only for the good things or the good people, we demonstrate our faith in God's goodness and his wisdom in our lives. See, we believe that in God's own ways, not our ways, but in God's ways, and in God's timing, not our timing, right? He will deliver his blessings to you and I. Not on our time, not in the way that we so selfishly want, but in God's way and in his timing, Has anyone ever been waiting on a blessing and it it came, but not in the way you thought? That's a lesson right there that his ways will always be better than our ways. We we must be able to trust in God in every situation and how how detailed right now that we're talking about this because guess what's coming up? Thanksgiving, that is correct. And we know that that through this time and this month, we, we carve out time to talk about this, but this should not just be preparation for the Thanksgiving table. This should be our everyday response to another day of life, gratitude. Come on, would you agree this morning? This should be our everyday attitude. And so what I want us to, to understand this morning is if you found it hard to start getting ready for Thanksgiving to be around family, I wonder what our everyday life looks. Yeah, I know, I know. But don't worry, I'm preaching to me, too. I'm not clear of, of anything. Listen, I, I think that this, this mindset, and really, this heart posture of gratitude, it's not just for the holidays. It's not just for the birthday parties when you're going to be around family. It's in the moments where you're struggling the most. It's in the moments where even to get out of bed because your, your anxiety and your depression is heavier than, than you and, and your ability to get out of bed. It's, it's knowing that God is so good that you still have a reason to think. Just the fact that you're able to feel pain is an indication that God's not done. And you're not going to be where you're currently at. But God's still working on you. So the very fact that God's still working on your situation lets you know that he's around you. That he's with you. And therefore, if he's with you, what can stand against you? What could come against you? And I'm not just here to pump you up and ha yay, everything's going to be good. No, it's going to (laughs) suck. Let's be real. It's going to suck, but it's not permanent. And the way you respond to the situation will determine if God gets the glory. We should be walking testimonies of God's faithfulness. I've shared multiple times about things that I've gone through that hurt and that were hard and were scary. And it's my greatest joy to, to share that in that ugliness of that season of my life. That's where God chose to break me and get a hold of me. Therefore, I had a reason to say thank you because I felt lost. I felt done with. I felt like my life was going to come to an end. I couldn't enjoy anything. But the moment, the moment I just surrendered, all oh, Jesus came. And he shifted everything. And this morning, I want to, I want to let you know that gratitude refocuses your outlook. Gratitude Refocuses is your outlook. This morning, I think it's so important that we don't forget the thank you. And I want to ask us this morning here in community, when is it hardest for you to find an attitude of gratitude? Is it right now in, in, in this season of your life? Is it around this time when, when money gets a little tighter? We all know the holidays drains us because there's so many things happening is it, is it around this time you feel antsy and edgy and just ungrateful, and bitter, frustrated, angry? Or maybe you feel envious because others seem to be blessed from the outside and they look like they're walking in, you know, God's perfect will and, and it, it's attracting and you wish you had that. When is it hardest for you to give up a moment of thanks to the Lord? And I want to ask us, whatever that is, what do you think is holding back your praise and your thanks? What's holding back your thanks this morning, Restoration Life? What's been holding back your thanks? Surely all of us have had this thought or this reason to not give thanks, so we thought it was a reason. Surely all of us go through things, right? We're all humans. We all, we all do life and... Not every time does everything land the way we thought it would. But see, I believe that the biggest reason that a lot of us, we find it hard to give thanks sometimes is because truly we have ungratefulness in our heart. I believe every single one of us has gone through this and I believe every single one of us to a degree has had ungratefulness. See, this morning, I believe that if you find it hard to give thanks, oftentimes it's an indication that something's suppressing it in your heart. Gratitude's a heart condition. I believe that gratitude starts in the heart. It shifts what's in here, but it's revealed by what's spoken through here and through your actions. The Word of God says this in Matthew chapter 12, 33-37. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its what? You brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? How can you speak good when you are evil? You can't fake gratitude. We, can't, we gotta stop faking the funk. We're, we're messed up sometimes in our heart. You can't fake that everything's okay because the minute you get yourself into a hotter situation, you're going to crack. And what's in you, what, what, whatever's in you, whatever's holding back your gratitude, it will come out through what is spoken through your mouth and through your actions. The Bible says this, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. I believe that that scripture right there is the very reason why you and I need to watch what we say. It's the very reason why you and I should watch what we say to our family, to our parents who are just trying to help us out, to our children who are teaching us how to be better, better fathers and, and mothers. Through our coworkers, we need to watch what we say, we need to watch what we do because, friend, it's out of the abundance of the heart that your mouth speaks. See, what your heart is full of is what will come out of your mouth. And I want you to think about that for a moment. What are you full of? Don't say it. Fill in that blank yourself. What are you full of? I'm sorry if I'm ruffling feathers for telling you like it is, but some of us are full of that blank, whatever it is. We're full of it at times. See, ungratefulness looks like bitterness negative attitudes, pride, self-entitlement. It's, it's the, very, the very lack of being able to be happy or celebrate another individual for their success or their growth. Has anyone ever expressed that in their life? Maybe you've been the one who, who overcame something. You got, a, you got a promotion at work and those you thought were gonna be close to you celebrating you were just absent. probably because there's some ungratefulness somewhere. Maybe there's some hurt there somewhere. There's a lack of gratitude. See, if you find yourself in this situation this morning where it's hard to give thanks, don't victimize yourself. That's the worst thing you could do. There's the woe is me mentality that produces no growth. A woe is me mentality gets you nowhere. You're just saying, saying what's in your heart that you're bitter, you're broken, you can't get nowhere, I can't find a job, I can't find the, the next dollar for the next bill, I can't do this, I can't do that. How about we take responsibility today for where we've got ourselves in life? We take responsibility, not for where we got ourselves, I'm sorry, but for the situations that we got ourselves into. But how about we allow the Holy Spirit now to come be a part and do something new to make us whole, to come on, to make us complete, to work, to get the glory, for him to get the glory. We didn't do this, guys. Without God's provision, we're not able. We have to get away from this I did this mentality. And we got to stop and not miss the moment like the other nine did. They missed the moment. They missed the opportunity to stop and say thanks. And they missed that blessing that the other one got. See, a heart of gratitude brings us back into the presence of God. And as we stand to our feet this morning, it's thankfulness that leads us into the presence of God but it's ungratefulness that always leads us away from God. This morning, I want you to know that thanks is the key to God's presence. Thanks is a compliment to God's faithfulness. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Thanksgiving and praise go hand in hand. And in a moment, I want to give us an opportunity to give thanks for for whatever God's been revealing throughout this sermon. I believe that God's showing you areas in your life where you felt that there was lack. But see, as children of God, the Bible says we lack nothing because he's all that we need. And God's revealing things in your heart this morning. He's revealing areas in your heart where you haven't been grateful. But I believe that God is going to help you cultivate an attitude of gratitude, not just for Thanksgiving, but for every day. Would you say amen? For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness is not a thing of the past. His faithfulness wasn't just for yesterday but it's for today and tomorrow and it's for your grandchildren and and their grandchildren this morning you have a reason to be thankful and that is because God in every situation in every circumstance he's proven himself to be faithful so friend this morning I don't know what it is you're going through I don't know what it is you came in with but God has a plan for your future he has a plan And a purpose for your life and I want to ask us this morning as we get ready for Thanksgiving to be around that table what attitude are you wearing what attitude are you wearing to that table are you gonna are you gonna entertain this victim mentality when someone asks of you hey how's everything going oh you know bro I lost my job I just can't get nothing right are you gonna be that individual? Or are you gonna say, hey man, honestly, it's been tough, but You know i'm believing god for what's next for my life it's a shift of perspective this morning it's cultivating gratitude in your heart so if just for the next 30 seconds can you rise and just lift a shout of praise to god can you find something to be thankful
0: for can you just give Him your highest praise god i thank you for what i don't have because i know that it's coming by faith not by sight come on church we thank you lord let's sing it
1: just wake up and say thank you Jesus I want to pray with you this morning because I believe that God's gonna shift your focus I believe he's gonna shift your perspective but more than anything he's gonna change your heart and your outlook on what's happening in your life I believe that there's been people victimizing themselves and walking in defeat simply because they can't find gratitude and thanks for what they do have if that's you this morning I know this is a challenging word I know that it may not be fancy, but look, I want to pray with you this morning because God wants to do something in your heart. So as we sing this song, and you want a prayer, come to the altar. I invite you this morning. Come give God a come give God a shout of praise. Come allow Him to work on your heart.
0: Let's sing this song. you